0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Capsule RX Podcast. Today, I'll be your host, Dr. Jovan Lazo, And today, we have a intriguing guest, um, one that I literally just met, <laughs> a little bit different than, than people that we normally interview. Um, but this person, um, I noticed some of her content on Instagram. And I thought she'd be a great guest for us to have on, and I'm super excited to have her on today and super thankful that she was willing to be interviewed by some random podcast that she never heard of. (laughs) So um, we appreciate it, Libby. So to kind of start off, can you kind of give us a brief introduction um, about who you are and kind of describe what your IG profile at um, Learn With Libby is all about?
1: Yeah, so thanks for having me again. Really happy to have this conversation with you today. Um, So I'm Libby Shelton, I am a P4 student at Purdue University, Um, and so my P2 year, I started Learn with Libby. I originally thought that, you know, I'm going to be graduating soon, I need to be reviewing uh, content and stuff, and I was like, you know, I want something that lets me be creative. So I thought I was going to make these amazing infographics um, about all the different disease states and medications we were learning about, and it was going to be a great way to review. Well, then the semester hit. And things got a little busy. And I was like, that takes a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, you know, I can't really keep up with that. But what I can do is I can share my life, my story, and hopefully inspire others and teach them a little bit through my own mistakes, my own successes. So that's kind of what I do with Learn with Libby.
0: Perfect. Yeah, and I, I love that concept because a lot of us, there's so many things that we want to do. And maybe when we first try doing it, we don't succeed and then we stop. But you kind of pivoted and it was like, okay, this just wasn't the healthiest for me lifestyle-wise. Let me try to figure out a way to still do what I want to do, but do it in a way that I enjoy it to where it's not forced. It doesn't feel like work. <laughs> it still feels like a fun hobby. So I kind of love um, how you did that there. Uh, so you kind of touched upon this, but if you want to dive in a little deeper, what made you really decide to be an IG content creator?
1: Um, I've always been... I'm a creative person. And I felt like throughout pharmacy school, I was so busy, you know, trying to add things to my CV, um, trying to have those leadership positions that I wasn't really doing something for me that was like fun and getting back to like that creative spirit I have. Um, So with that, I was like, you know, I'm usually a pretty shy person, believe it or not. Um, And so I was like, I don't know if, you know, having this like platform on social media is for me. Um, But I felt that I had something to offer there. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I started doing it. And so far, it's been good. Um, I get a lot of good feedback from others. They find the content valuable. I love making it. It's a fun, creative outlet for me. Um, So yeah, that's kind of why I decided to start. I needed something that was just for me and allowed me to be creative and expressing myself.
0: And hearing you say that actually makes me think back about something me and one of my one of the original co-hosts that I worked with, um, Sean, how we really enjoyed the podcast because we got to be creative. Like, this is the one thing where we can kind of do whatever we want, right? Within pharmacy, just because sometimes when it comes to, to medications, you got to get either the, the, the prescriber, whether it's the doctor, the nurse practitioner to approve the med. If it's um, certain things that are going on, you know, there's guidelines, there's different protocols within a hospital, So it's like a lot of it can be structured. And it's like, sometimes you just want (laughs) want to be a little free and and be creative with things. And it's like, it just gets your creative juices flowing um, with the podcast. And that's why we really enjoy that. And hearing you say that reminds me of the conversations I've had with others. And so I could see the joy when when you're expressing that. And so hopefully anybody that's watching on YouTube can see that too. When you're talking about how, even though you're shy, like this just brings you so much joy, um, Mm -hmm. creating content and being able to, to allow your creativity to really shine um, because you definitely have a gift, like just, Thank just, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you're welcome. You're welcome, but, but it's a fact. So it's like some of the, some of the content I just want to share that I personally really, um, liked that, that you posted on Instagram was, um, one of them was definitely the, the ease, the EASE. So the early activities, um, summarize and evaluate that was referencing how to, um, I believe how to study, how yeah. to study. And then another one was like the don't, the one that actually got me to, to reach out to you was a very, very, very funny clip or clip on IG where you're just kind of talking about the different things that were told coming into pharmacy school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're being told we have to have the straight A's. We got to work like three, four jobs. We got to be a part of every student organization. Yeah. And that's how you're going to get the job or the residency or the fellowship, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, don't (laughs) And the video just, just cuts. (laughs) And I completely agree. Um, I completely agree with that. That's something that I've, I've always been preaching and I believe that it's important that we all understand that you got to do what's what you're capable of. And you should do a little bit of try, you know, your best with the grades. If you can have a job, Mm -hmm. that's great. If you can do a couple of student works, that's great, but don't try to kill yourself doing all these things that you think is necessary to get to the next level. Cause trust me, I'm at the next level and I didn't do all those things. (laughs) So you don't need it.
1: (laughs) Um, It definitely took some realization to realize that when I was struggling to do it all, I wasn't sleeping. I was getting sick constantly. Like things were not looking up for me. Like on the outside, like it looked great because I was doing all the things and everyone was like, how do you do it all? How do you do it all? And I'm like, I'm suffering on the inside. Y'all just don't Mm -hmm. see that part. But like it is this is not healthy. And I always tell my mentees, they're like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to have a really good pharmacy application. I'm like, no, you've covered all your bases. You've got one leadership position. You have work experience. You've covered all the bases. You don't need to keep adding in those areas. You're you're doing the things like, please enjoy your time while you're in undergrad. because when you get to pharmacy school, it's a little different. So please enjoy that time and the time you have with the friends that maybe aren't in pharmacy um, so yeah, that's kind of just what I preach because I've been there. There was one year I was just really sick every month, and I yeah. knew that was not sustainable.
0: No, nope. 100%. I, I've been there too. I would sleep like three, four hours. Like, everybody's like, When do you sleep? You're doing all these activities. I was like, I don't. I sleep like three, four hours right. a night, and I just wasn't happy, you know. And it, finally, kind of switching it up and being like, All right, I'm gonna sleep more, I'm gonna start working out, do different things to to be physically healthy. And then also to improve my mental health, I'm going to start reading books. I'm going to start taking walks, take breaks, like, all right, 9.00 PM. If I don't know it by 9.00 PM. Oh, well test comes, whatever it <laughs> <Yeah>. is, <laughs> whatever the answer yeah. is. I hope I can guess correctly. Um, yeah. you know, <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, just because it's like, at, at what, like, why are we making these type of sacrifices that are unhealthy for us? You know, if we're in a profession where we should be preventing, Um, disease states and and helping optimize therapy why would we want to harm ourselves to do that and that's not what the goal is it's to make sure we're living a healthy life and we're also kind of preaching that to our patients like lead by example Mm -hmm. not just with our words so actions definitely speak value i
1: 100 agree yes
0: yeah now um do you have any content on other platforms um
1: so i tried to do a little tiktok thing in the summer um My thing with TikTok is I feel like it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy. I'm very comfortable with Instagram. I know when you get outside your comfort zone, you know, you grow a lot and you learn a lot. Um, But at the moment, I do not have time for TikTok. (laughs) So we're keeping it to Instagram until we get a bit more time on our hands to sort of fully explore what TikTok has to offer for me. I have like a boss who I did social media for one of the offices on campus. And she's like, you need to be on TikTok. You need to be on TikTok. You can make so much money. And I was like... (laughs) Okay, Joe, I hear you, but I don't have time for that right now. So we're just going to focus on what we know and then maybe come Mm -hmm. back to it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I I get told that too. And I'm just like,
1: ah,
0: I'll pass (laughs) for now. For now. We'll (laughs) see. We'll see. It's going to be a lot of time and effort, like you said. And, you know, you, you have fun creating it, but you also want to make sure you put out good content, right? Like a good product. So the time to get that, like I, I downloaded TikTok, I think like two weeks ago and I looked at it like a week ago and I was like, whoa there's a lot of things you could do here. Yes. I'm like, geez, I'm going to have to take like a, a course on how to operate this, <laughs> this social media, because this is just to another level. But um, I definitely do think that if you were to do it, um, you would excel at it. And you'll definitely have our support. Um, anything we could do to share that content, we would definitely do. So I hope mm-hmm. you do it, because I think it could reach out to more people. And that's kind of like one of the reasons why we have a podcast. And uh, one of the things that I believe we both kind of share is wanting to help others. Right. And yes. so like being able to be on sometimes different platforms gives you that opportunity. So uh, maybe when you have a little free time, because I know you're on rotations right now, you're going, you're doing a lot. um So maybe when you have some more free time, you'll be able to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely is the goal to sort of expand my reach mm-hmm. and be able to help more individuals. Um So definitely looking forward to that um when I have the time, you know, working within my capabilities, <laughs> in my exactly. capacity.
0: Yep. Now, I don't know if we said this, but what pharmacy school are you at?
1: Um, so I'm at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana.
0: Perfect. So Purdue University, um, we we're just talking off air that I, I thought that would be a school that would really push fellowships. And, and you're saying no, just because it's it's close to Eli Lilly. So I figured I figured there would be a lot of push to, to be more of like an industry-based type of school. And you were saying that that they weren't. So I was just kind of wondering... Based off kind of what we talked about and what you shared also, because I noticed um, with your rotations, you shared um, that you did an oncology one. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that was in London. Yes. All right. So that, that's mm-hmm. super cool. And then also you just completed a, a DI rotation. Okay. So I kind of wanted to talk to you about your rotational experiences and some of the, the cool opportunities you've been able to have at Purdue University College yeah. of Pharmacy.
1: So That's the one thing. Purdue definitely has a lot of opportunities for students to grow and experience new things, um, but you might have to seek it out a little bit. Um, so With the London Oncology one, Purdue offers like four international rotations, um, so we're very lucky and fortunate to have that. Um, with the London one, I specifically went with this one because I love oncology, Um, My favorite thing about oncology is like the personalized medicine aspect of it, like tailoring it to that specific patient. Um, And that's what I love about oncology. So I went with that one. And plus it allowed me to do research. Um, I have a pretty big background in research, um, something I enjoy um, being able to present my work. And so while I was there, I was able to do research and work with patients on those floors. And so it was really cool. And I got to explore Europe, like does doesn't want to do that, so it was a good rotation. it was a two month long rotation in the summer, and so you know you think p four year rotational year, you know, you won't have a summer anymore. definitely felt like I had a summer um, so that was nice um, and I definitely enjoyed it there. We got to go to Luxembourg, which is like one wow. of the smallest countries. Mm-hmm. um We ended up there kind of by accident, uh, <laughs> but we spent a weekend there very small city very cool we went to this restaurant that had the most amazing tapas i've ever had in my life we went back two times while we were there that weekend
0: oh that's how you and know it's good
1: the exact Same server oh. and at the exact same table so it was a little awkward but we we're like they were just so good we had to mm-hmm. go back we had to.
0: yeah no, um, if, if you go back again like that quick you know it's good
1: it was so good so good
0: <laughs> perfect and then um So with that, is that like a typical rotation that anybody can take, or was it more because you maybe had more of like a research background, you had to apply to it type of thing?
1: No, they are very open with giving students the experiences that they want. Um, The other student that I went with had no research background. um, And so we both went in there together, we were able to help each other with our different projects. She was on the cardiology side, though. Mm. Um, And so we sort of helped each other figure out, you know, what we're doing in the UK with this research how do we how do we bring this back to the US and things like that so um, wow. yeah you do not have to have any sort of special experience they will ask you about it we had like a little interview um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't it was just a are you serious about it basically nothing uh, nothing too extensive so yeah it was a really great experience
0: yeah that's pretty cool and then with all the research that you did either there or within your background, um, will you be like going to mid-year to present it or, or any conferences this coming year?
1: Yeah. So I have been, um, I've been presenting at like local conferences. Um, so that's something that I've been doing. Um, I will not be attending mid-year, uh, just because I'm sort of looking more towards fellowships and there won't be too many of those at mid-year. Um, but I've, Mm -hmm. I'm getting a lot of like messages in my DMs on Instagram about like meeting people that I've connected with on Instagram at mid-year and I'm like yeah, y'all I, I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> go
0: and it's in Vegas um, I, right I mean, it'll, it'll it be a fun a trip
1: yes I'm going to Vegas actually a few weeks before that my best oh, friend goes wow. to Vegas every year for her birthday and so I'm like you know maybe if it was somewhere else I'd be more inclined to go like your <sighs> girl loves to travel but that's tough. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll just yeah, be there three weeks, of course. So I'm like, I don't know
0: if I can. <laughs> well, you have, have to create some, some great content while you're there and just release it um, mm-hmm. like two weeks later. Make
1: everyone think I'm there.
0: Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. Make everybody think you're there. Like, like, oh, you we want to see you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what you got to do. Um, that, that would be awesome. OK, so so no mid-year, um, but you are presenting some of the research. So that, that's great. And with the DI rotation, what's that kind of like right now?
1: Yeah. So this one was really cool. It was a hybrid sort of setup. Um, So I'm a person who I like to make my own schedule and structure it when I work best. Um, So I really, really like the format of that, being able to like structure my schedule, like, okay, in the morning, I know I have to do like writing assignments because I can only write in the morning, but maybe some of those um, more like administrative tasks I can do like later in the day. Um, So with that, um, I was helping teach the drug information course at Purdue. So I attended it. Um, I was working in the labs, helping facilitate them for like the skills based lab. Um, I mean, based off my Instagram, I love helping students, helping other people learn things like learn with Libby. It is it's in the name. Um, So working in the skills lab was something I really enjoyed this month and definitely um, have been keeping academia on my radar because of it.
0: Yeah. Um, So would you say that that's kind of like the career you're, you're kind of leaning towards?
1: uh actually I'm leaning towards industry industry
0: uh, okay
1: yes big surprise um so I have a business management minor um and so kind of looking to bridge the gap between my clinical knowledge and pharmacy and my business background um and go towards like the commercial space and industry
0: so that's, yeah I, f- I feel like we're twins uh I actually have a minor in business too um so that's that's interesting to know um yes. Okay. So you're thinking fellowship route, um, anything specific, like MSL more, um, like marketing. Cause that could play part of like the business minor. Like, what are you kind yeah. of leaning
1: towards? I'm leaning towards marketing. Um, so currently in the midst of, um, figuring out which programs I'm applying to and getting my application materials ready, which has been a little stressful while rotations. Um, but we're doing sure. it, we're making it happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, definitely excited to start this process and see where I end up for the next year.
0: (laughs) Okay, perfect. And then do they have like marketing based fellowships or is it more like general where you can go ahead and maybe experience some time marketing, do a rotation there, do a rotation in a different part type of thing?
1: Uh, The ones I'm looking at are mostly marketing or like strategy, commercial strategy. Um, So those ones I'm looking at, I'd love to be in oncology, love the space. Um, but you know, I'm just trying to get exposure to industry at this point. So just trying to get my foot in the door and see all that I can see within the commercial side, of pharma. Yeah,
0: no, that's great. I mean, from everybody that I talk to that works in industry, they all say chemo is like the biggest thing right now. So mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure that's what you're into. They're going to absolutely love it. Um, I feel like it's, it's chemo or what is it? I think it's skincare. So I think a lot of skincare meds and chemo are like the two biggest yeah. fields right now. In, in, yeah,
1: I've been seeing a lot more derm content yes, yes, just on Instagram from different pharmacists and more PharmDs getting into that space. And so I've yep. been thinking that's pretty interesting too. So yeah,
0: yeah, I feel
1: like we don't learn a lot about dermatology as much. Um, I don't know what your experience is like, but yeah. I feel like we didn't have a lot about dermatology. So I think it's interesting to see PharmDs pursuing that route.
0: Yeah, I agree. There, I didn't learn that much from the like didactic component of school but during my rotations I had a public specialty rotation and so that I did learn quite a bit about like a top um atopic um dermatitis and different things um mm-hmm. with all the the different meds that they give I'm like blanking on them now but um <laughs> yeah with with all of those um psoriatic arthritis all of that all of that good stuff mm-hmm. so it's like what's like Zeljans um mm-hmm. um stellar like all of those things Crohn's yeah. Just a lot of those like drugs that you never heard of that's worth like thousands of thousand dollars that are on all the commercials. <laughs> it was yes. like what we learned. And so I was thankful for that rotation because it's like, I would have never learned like about these states mm-hmm. and these, these drugs um, if it wasn't for that. But, yeah.
1: That's one thing I love about rotations, just the exposure that you get to mm-hmm. different areas. I know people keep being surprised that I didn't do an industry track. Um, so two to three months at. A pharma company and I'm like well when else would I get the time to experience all these different things yeah. um, besides rotations if I plan on going the industry route I wouldn't have the chance to come back and probably do some more clinical work and things like that so yeah. taking advantage of it during this year
0: yeah and I'm glad you mentioned that because I've noticed more programs whether it's hospitals or even fellowships like creating a more track-based rotation for for students and it's like that's great if you know 100% like this is what you want to do. But if you don't and you do that, it kind of puts you in a bubble when the whole point of rotation is to not be in a bubble is to expose you to everything. And so I think that's kind of stripping students away from that ability to realize like, Oh, I would have never known. I thought specialty was interesting. Like HIV, hepatitis. Like I was like, Oh, I could work um, managing these disease states. I never knew I was interested in that if I didn't Mm -hmm. have that experience. Um, I also had like a long-term care facility uh, rotation. So it's like, Oh, that's interesting. Like maybe I might pursue a career in this in the future. And it's so many things that you wouldn't know unless you get exposed to it. And that's the whole point of, I feel like some of the content you create is to kind of expose people um, to different things and to kind of change the narrative on some of the things that might have been told to help them experience life from a different point of view or just gain a different perspective on things. So that way, they can kind of um, pursue that route if that's what they want to do. So I'm I'm glad you didn't take the the industry track,
1: and uh, <laughs>
0: you you probably listened to your gut because I'm sure you probably wavered on it. And I'm um, just yes, decided... I, I
1: was like, is this what I need to do? <laughs> yeah. Should I have this experience? And I'm like, I don't I don't need it. Like I yeah. think I'll be successful. Like whatever's meant to be will be. Yeah, um, that's kind of my motto I live by. Whatever's meant mm-hmm. to be will be.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I remember seeing that on on one of your. One of your um, Instagram content as well. I think it was like fifteen. I'm blanking on. It was like fifteen something. It was like a. It was a list of fifteen. I think you you shared like like five, um, five or six of them in the video. Yeah. And the rest was yeah. in the comments. But um, yeah, my definitely. tips
1: for pharmacy school. Yeah, yes. everything happens the way it's supposed to at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Um, think- so don't
1: trust yourself too much about things that are out of your control. Yeah. And guess what? It's all gonna work out in the end. It always does.
0: Hey, keep preaching. Uh, that's mm-hmm. why we gotta get you on TikTok. we got to get you on tiktok (laughs) preaching like that um but okay so thank you so much for kind of sharing um about you and like some of the things you've been doing but i want to get back to to ig and some of the content that you've been creating so what are some of the things that you were told you should do going into pharmacy school versus what you do now and what advice would you have for like incoming students on how to maneuver that that tricky situation
1: Yeah. Um, Some of the things that I was told very early on is like, you need leadership and you need to find it early and you have to start building that CV so that when you finish, um, you finish up the didactic courses that you are ready to go for whatever position you're applying for. And I took that and I ran with it and tried to do it all. I was working four jobs at one point. I had four different leadership positions. Like I was doing too much, doing way too much. I was not sleeping, like we had mentioned. Um, And so I realized how unsustainable that was. And so some of the things I did was I was like, okay, right now I'm prioritizing school a little too much. Like school's important. That's why I'm here at Purdue, to go to pharmacy school. But I need to take care of me first and then pharmacy school. So I had to sort of restructure my priorities. So I'm within the past year, um, I've definitely been getting into working out. Um, I love group fitness classes. That's the only way I can like get myself to go. I can't just like trust myself to go to the gym. It's not my thing. <laughs> um, so I have to sign up for a group yeah. fitness class and they have to charge me if I don't go. So money is a big motivator. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I started reading at bedtime instead of scrolling through my phone, which is really easy when you're a content creator because, you know, you're like, I'm working. Yep, I do <laughs> I'm that am inspiration. And it's like, no, you're not. You're just scrolling through Instagram because your phone's right here. You need to take your butt to bed. Um, so trying to keep a book next to my bed and just read it until I get sleepy. Um, and then um, other things I've been doing is I also started seeing a therapist. Um, And that was like a big game changer for me. Just having that stability of someone I could like, who's unbiased. She's just, whatever I tell, she's open to it. And also like being my cheerleader on the side. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember one conversation we had, she was like, you can't do all the things you're doing. I was like, yes, I can. Don't tell me I can't do it. Like, you don't know my abilities. And she's like, you can't do it. She's like, you need to cut something out. And I'm like, no, then I'm letting someone else down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I'm letting myself down, stretching myself so thin. Yeah. So um when we put it into that perspective, I was able to have that difficult conversation and it actually went way better than I expected. So um that was a good lesson for me that I can't have these difficult conversations. And people aren't all aren't gonna be mad at you for taking care of you. Mm-hmm. Like it might not be what they want to hear, but I think people understand. So
0: would you say? Talking to the therapist kind of like pushed you towards really making these changes, or would you say something else happened first, and then you sought out maybe a therapist, or you sought out um reading a book, improving sleep habits? What would you, if you feel like sharing, you don't have to share if you don't. Yeah, no,
1: to. I'm open to it. Um, so I'd say that I definitely I realized what I was doing wasn't working, but I didn't have, I couldn't do it alone, mm-hmm. um, like making these changes. So I needed that cheerleader on my side, being like, hey. You know, you can do better <laughs> yeah. um, and treat yourself better. Um, and so having that definitely helped me a lot. Um, and just like that space to like vent about things that was going on. I started journaling more, um, which I'm someone who like my brain is running like a thousand miles per hour and like it's just going, going, going all the time. Um, so journaling definitely helped me get my thoughts onto paper and not feel so like busy brained all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was those are little tactics that have sort of helped me um, sort of slow down a bit and be able to like truly enjoy the pharmacy journey rather than just always being on the grind. So I suggest um, for other students, um, make sure your priorities are aligned in the fact that you're taking care of you first and then pharmacy school. Um, Because if you're not taking care of you, you can't be the best student you wanna be at the end of the day. So that's just my little piece of advice.
0: Definitely. And that's probably like the key takeaway is you summed it up in your own way, but pharmacy is a job. It's not your life. Mm-hmm. Your life is your responsibility. So you need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and through taking care of yourself and doing the things that you love and enjoy and, and it makes you happy and being happy with your life, not letting yourself down, not feeling like you're letting yourself down and, you know, doing what you believe is right is only going to help you more, when you're studying, when you're doing your your farm, phar- your pharmacy activities, when you're on rotations,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're going to be more engaging and be more excited to show up. You're not going to be like, oh, it's another day.
1: Nothing, another you know? yeah, yeah. And it's I like, felt that.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> like yeah. I was just
1: checking checking boxes. I wasn't mm-hmm. actually like it wasn't having a meaningful impact on me. I was just doing things to check the box that I did it. Mm-hmm. And so I also restructured my activities in pharmacy school too. So I was like, hey, this. This isn't working i'm just doing this because it looks good like i'm not enjoying this i'm not gaining much from it i'm just doing like the bare minimum to say i did it and so yeah. that's that's not beneficial to the organization you're in or yourself mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's definitely not and it's also not sustainable mm-hmm. and I, i'm glad you're able to to realize that now i feel like um it hit people some of the colleagues that i had like that were kind of like that it hit them when they got into residency yes. like i can't do this anymore you know mm-hmm. it, it's not sustainable and that's why it can be very taxing or very tough. Cause it's like, Hey, maybe some of the things we we're doing for the past couple of years worked, but now it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. it, you know, it, and it's tough because you don't want to let yourself down. You don't want to feel like, you know, you're one of those, like you're saying I can't do something. I, I can do it. I can accomplish anything. I set my mind to, and it's great. Like you should have that mentality, but if it's in a healthy aspect, not if it's it's doing more detrimental Um, or any harm to your health and it is benefiting it and that's like teetering that line is always the tough thing to really identify for anybody no matter what profession they're they're working in
1: that's one thing i've definitely struggled with is finding what the line is like where is that line and i always cross it every time (laughs) all right all right i shouldn't laugh
0: but i I laugh because i do that too like i give great advice but i don't follow it
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um me too (laughs) I hope everyone learns from my mistakes that I continuously make and expect different results
0: (laughs) exactly learn learn from her content and her mistakes please yes yes (laughs) perfect and um so to kind of touch upon more about your content is there anything that you feel like um you want to share about your content any uh, maybe like your favorite clips for anybody to check out anything you might have coming up for our listeners to kind of be aware of to go check out
1: Yeah, so um, when I originally started Learn with Libby, I had this website that had like really great templates for studying and all that sort of good stuff. But as I've sort of pivoted um, to this new um, space, I guess, uh, where I'm just sharing my experiences and hoping that people can take away um, some tips and tricks from it, um, I've revamped my website and hopefully should be done soon. Hoping to share some more blog posts on there. with a more extensive version of like my rotation experiences and uh, just some life lessons. Um, one of the things my mom always did growing up is she, whenever we had like an experience happen, she'd like write us a letter and it'd be like life lesson number 238. And she'd like write out the experience and like what we should learn from it. Mm-hmm. And so she like made binders for all of us when we like graduated high school and like gave us these binders with like all these life lessons um, and so it's a really amazing thing to like go back and flip through it um, and just see like all the experiences we've had and little things like that and just like advice from mom um, and so I kind of want to use that sort of template and sort of transform it into like a blog and like my version um, so really looking forward to that as well as I want to start some mentoring sessions Um anyone who wants to talk through anything pharmacy related um, career-wise um, as I'm going through the process anything I can help pre-pharmacy students do um looking to start that with this website as well and have scheduling on there
0: perfect uh do um do you want to drop the name for the website
1: yeah it's just learnwithlibby.com
0: oh, perfect learnwithlibby.com um and i'll go ahead and make sure to put that in the show notes too so anybody that's listening can check that out um so that's it for all the questions that i had for you did you have any questions for me uh, before i let you go
1: Um, I guess as I'm moving into this new phase from student to professional, Mm -hmm. uh, what was one of the most challenging things that you dealt with in that transition period and how did you handle it?
0: It's, It's probably the most straightforward, um, response, but really stepping into the, Hey, I'm no longer the student, but I'm the pharmacist. So now I'm now precepting other students. Maybe some people I went to school with, like that I was friends with you know, that were just a year below me, or precepting um, residents now, now that I'm a year out precepting residents, and having those conversations with pharmacists, like, hey, even though I just graduated, we both have a degree. So being able to not look at a more senior pharmacist as someone who's like a superior, in a way, to where it's like, okay, I don't want to correct them or change them, even though like, maybe the guidelines just changed. And there's new evidence that says this, but it's like, I don't want to correct them. Like, that's my precept, you know, like, like trying to step (laughs) out of that realm. So that's the biggest challenge is being able to say, hey today I am now the pharmacist but literally the only thing that changed is like you just got an email from from whatever state you're from that says hey you're a pharmacist now but <laughs> you don't feel like you changed at all right yeah so it's, it's like, like when you're... you have
1: a birthday <laughs> yeah
0: exactly right it's, it's just another year so it's like that day you're happy but then it's like the next day it's like oh crap <laughs> okay I'm the pharmacist but you still feel like that student or you still kind of feel like that resident so really stepping into that world is I would say the most challenging thing and then also understanding like hey there's expectations now where before you can kind of fall back and like maybe fall back on the preceptor or different things like that to where it's like oh well I mean the preceptor will correct me with my note or different things like that but now it's like it all falls on you it's now your responsibility you are totally responsible for this patient so having to be able to step into that realm I would say is the most challenging thing and then I believe you asked the second part of that question was that like what did I do to overcome it Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I did to overcome it, um, I did a multitude of different things and I'm one of those that will try things in, until it works or just keep trying it and hopefully one day it works. So I did a little bit of a lot of different things. So one thing I would do is kind of journal, kind of like how you mentioned, kind of sum up how the day went. If there was like a moment I feel like, okay, I should have stepped out of that, that student shell or out of that resident shell and approached it more as one-to-one, like pharmacist, same level type of thing. So how would I have approached that conversation? How would I start it off? How would I word it? So when the next time this scenario comes, I know right off the bat how I want to speak or if it's mm-hmm. like a message through like Teams or whatever you're using at your hospital, like how I'm going to set the message up. I already have like a, a template. So I'm not spending too much time thinking about it and like psyching myself out by talking myself out of not doing it. So kind of like journaling, sum- summing up the day. Also, just re- do a lot of like positive reinforcement. So just letting myself know like, hey, I'm a competent pharmacist. I went to school for this. I put in my time. I passed an APLEX. I, um, I passed my board exams. Um, I passed my state law exam. I did what I had to do. My GPA is what it is. Like I know how much work and effort I put into this. And so I should not shy away if I believe what i'm recommending is what's best for the patient because at the end of the day the patient's going to suffer the harm not my Mm. ego right so kind of doing that like always just like i'm not the person to be like uh i don't know if you ever watched like insecure like Issa ray like talk to themselves in the mirror i didn't do all that (laughs) but (laughs) but i did like like talk to myself like in my own head kind of like envisioning um things and i feel like i hear a lot of people who are wealthy say they usually like and like vision things they're, they're they're visionaries so they always try to envision things and kind of view how the conversation will go how it will flow and I, I believe that's what I did um yeah. to help get to this point and then once those moments start happening you've already played out in your head and so now is the time to just execute okay. so just not being afraid to execute and to step up and even to this day I'm still nervous sometimes to do it especially if it's like you're in you complete your residency somewhere and they've been like your preceptor for the whole year and it's like all right now I'm about to butt heads because I disagree on something and it doesn't always have to be like a big disagreement or anything like yeah. that but it's just that that complex of not wanting to correct the superior or the adult that's like the toughest thing I believe um stepping to the pharmacist realm so really holding down your your two feet and um whether it's with a pharmacist or a doctor too I think a lot of times sometimes where we're like oh gosh the doctor is like looking at me for, for the answer, like, what should we be doing? It's like, wait, what aren't you the one that should be calling the shots? Not me. Um, so really just kind of stepping into that professional realm. And, and, um, the best way to do it would be opportunities. And the most opportunities you'll probably have is either through like a residency, a fellowship, um, or work. So working as much as you can in those environments where that stuff happens. So I would say that happened the most probably like the critical care environment where it's like a lot of times like doctors are asking there, there's questions, there's things where it's like, you got to speak up, like, mm-hmm. you know, step up to the plate type of thing. So kind of challenging yourself to be in an uncomfortable environment is something else that I did during my residency to help prove to me like, hey, like, you can do this. Like, I'm not much of a writer, but I wrote an article and it got published. So yeah. it's like doing like little things like that to kind of build up my self-esteem and my confidence to be like, mm-hmm. all right, when this moment happens, like the next time it happens, I'm going to speak up and I'm going to do it.
1: Yeah, that's definitely good advice. I know that was something that I did uh, when I was trying to have that difficult conversation um, with like letting um, one of my responsibilities go because I just couldn't handle it. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of like wrote out like how I wanted to talk to them and I envisioned it going like the right way, the way I wanted it to go. And it definitely Mm -hmm. made me feel more comfortable and confident going into that conversation, knowing that I'd already played this through, know what I'm going to say, know how I'm going to say it. Now, like you said, you just have to execute.
0: Yeah. 100% 100% and um, I mean if that's I, I feel like I hear famous people say that all the time like either famous people or wealthy people say it all the time so it's like why not try it you know and um, maybe that won't be the thing that works for you but maybe try writing it out journaling or or do different things and um, there's so many different tips and tricks so if anybody's like suffering with that complex too and wondering like how do I kind of break out of that shell? Feel free to reach out. Um you can reach out to me. You can reach out to Libby because I'm sure she's about to go through it herself. And if she hasn't already on rotation, um Mm -hmm. and kind of like um you can provide a different perspective than me. And Mm -hmm. hopefully um through through both of us or one of us, we can help you to get out of your shell and be the best version of you that you could possibly be.
1: Yeah that's all what I'm about just helping people be the best version of themselves and reach their goals.
0: Well Thank you so much. I'm glad we're ha- we're able to have At Learn with Libby on. Um, you've definitely probably seen some um some of us definitely post her content on on our IG, but definitely stay tuned. Um check out at Capsular podcast on IG. Every Thursday we definitely do um test your knowledge Thursdays. So we kind of drop some NAPLEX related questions um to help prepare you guys for the Naplex and um, we've been posting more, so I hope you guys have been appreciating it, whether it's on LinkedIn, different infographics to help, um, educate you, you all on new disease, states and new literature that's been coming out. If there's any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. Uh, we would love to go through it with you. And now you also have, um, at learn with Libby, um, just to be specific for everybody listening, it's at learn period with period Libby, um, on Instagram. So type that in her Instagram will pop up and definitely watch some of the funny content and the great advice that she has. Some of the things that I checked out was um, five tips for virtual conferences. I remember uh, when I did my residence road to residency series, I definitely recommended some of the same tips. So she has some great quality content out there. If you don't want to listen to an audio, you can just watch the video. It's real quick, like within 30 seconds, she's dropping a lot of gems. So pharmacy school essentials is another one uh, day in the life of a pharmacy student. And I also like the, um, study strategies using the Picmonic. So that's something else that you all can definitely use. Yeah. I do my research that you all can definitely use. So check out her content. Please like, um, follow her on Instagram and push her to pivot to, to TikTok. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe somebody can convince me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Maybe somebody can convince her. And when she gets on t- TikTok, definitely um, support her on that too, as well. All right. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate it.